0: on everybody (laughs) all right we're off and rolling how's it going everybody welcome everybody oh boy i'm stumbling through this one yep welcome everybody to another live and amplified livecast i'm your host tom quiet we are sitting here with jeff cabana and a very special guest Corey morrow and we are here in roswell new mexico how you doing today i think that's the part of the problem right there roswell new mexico yeah the aliens are the stumbling block the aliens are frying my brains a little bit here right have you ever? Uh, you don't have your hat on. Yeah, that's true.
1: How's the? Uh, have you ever
0: played Roswell before? I have.
1: I think we were just talking about that. It was about maybe four years ago or something like that. Oh,
0: okay, or, nice. All
1: right, something like that.
0: Nice. And uh, you're on a holiday kind of tour, correct? If, or that sounds.
1: That sounds good. Yeah, holiday tour. I like that. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you do any Christmas songs
1: or no? We're doing some tonight. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. We do. Actually, we. We. Uh, my family and I go on a Christmas caroling. Uh, tour around the neighborhood on the 23rd of every year and so I have a little uh, Christmas caroling book that um, I try to about this time of year I pull it out and start working on the Christmas carols and we get a a trailer with with uh, bales of hay and and get about 20 or so people uh, on a trailer and we pull it around the neighborhood and sing to the neighbors.
0: And now you're born raised texas correct yep. houston texas houston i live in i live outside of austin now but yeah born and raised houstonian awesome i just became a texan myself i just well, congratulations moved to, just moved to waco nice so wacky waco yeah i, I love yeah. it it's, it's it's like roswell yeah i lived in roswell for four years and it's like got everything i loved about roswell and then everything i loved about where i grew up in chicago so it's like nice it's nice little happy medium and and we got chip and joanne that's right, that's right. <laughs> so.
1: Waco's a good town, man. Yeah. I like the people of Waco. Do you, you ever make it nice. up
0: that way? Yeah, Patricia?
1: yeah, yeah. We play, um, uh, What was? what's the name of that place? The uh, Backyard, I think is what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that place. Right. We also play Chef's Barbecue over there in Temple. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. It's not yeah.
0: too far from Waco. Nice. Um, so, let's start. What kind of got you into music? Who got you in? What, what What kind of got your start, your interest, piqued your interest?
1: As far as playing music like for a living... Uh, you could say it was kind of like laziness took over. Mm-hmm. I was in college at Texas Tech and I didn't really know what I wanted to do for a living mm-hmm. and I didn't really know why I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of there. My mother wanted me to get a business degree and, and so um, I was sort of wandering around. I, was, I, I joined a fraternity mm-hmm. and got kind of heavily involved in that and then just wasn't really interested in going to class and I didn't, I didn't have direction. Um, but I was playing guitar. I picked up the guitar when I was in uh, junior high, okay. and um, started taking lessons uh, all through high school. Okay. And um, you know, uh, girls thought that playing guitar was cool, and I liked yeah. that. Yeah. That was a nice thing. That was a nice added bonus. And so, uh, my my college fraternity buddies uh, were really big into like uh, Robert Earl and Jerry Jeff Walker and stuff like that. And so. Um, I met a guy named pat green uh, in college and and he and a couple other buddies we are all sitting around playing guitar just messing around every night uh and they were they were listening to that robert earl king guy and they were having trouble figuring out some of the songs and and i sat there and helped them figure out the the chords and and they thought that i was like guitar hero mm-hmm. nice because i figured out a three chord song and yes. so i was like man there's something to this right like <laughs> if i can figure out a three chord song and and uh, and learn how to, to to write some cool lyrics and sing half decent. Maybe maybe there's something to that. So um, I don't know, man. I, I started trying my hand at, at writing, and uh, after we learned a bunch of other songs and sitting around, and uh, I don't know, the guys thought it was cool. And we we got a gig. Girls showed up. Uh, that was a lot more fun. I made a hundred bucks the first night. Nice. nice. And, Not bad for you, uh, first gig. Man, yeah, 1993. It was, uh, that was a lot better than going to class. And right. so I kind of put a little plan together and decided that that was going to be what I'd try to do for the next couple of years and see if I could uh, make a living doing that instead of going to class. Nice. So
0: wow, that was kind of it. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> and then, so you started off doing mainly just like solo acoustic stuff or did you start putting a band together? Or It how?
1: started off just solo acoustic and, and um, I, I did burgers and beers for the fraternities at, at, uh, uh, at UT in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved to Austin. It was it was either Nashville or Austin, but I didn't really know anybody in Nashville. And mm-hmm. about half of my graduating class from Houston went to UT. The other half really went to A and M. And so UT had a, a really big music scene. And so uh, the, the Austin, rather. And um, so I went there and I started playing for all the different frats and sororities, and uh, they had they had mixers and things like that. And so. They were paying $100, $150, you can play burgers and beer on Friday night and you get all the all the burgers and beer you wanted for free, plus nice. you get $100, $150. Yeah. That's and, a sweet deal. Yeah, and you get to meet girls and hang out and I was right. like, man, this is a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that and then I met a couple of guys that, that played uh, guitar and sang and they we formed a little trio and then we picked up a, a drummer. Within a year or so, we had a little band and uh, it kind of took off from there.
0: Nice.
2: nice. Yeah. When did you, uh, when was your first time going to the studio? Um, we was did it kind of right
1: off the bat. We made a little record. We made a five song EP, is what they okay. called it. Um, and that happened pretty much like within the first year or so, wow. I think. Wow, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I went into a guy's garage. When I first got to Austin, I went into a buddy's garage and, and made like uh, probably. A three three or four song uh, little cassette tape like recording demo, uh, the demo. Old demo. yeah reporters. exactly yep. I just I would just play and sing into the into the microphone like this yeah yep. and um and then we we just did it as many times as we needed to until we got a really good cut mm-hmm. and um, and then I took that I wrote my name and and I've still got the copies of the oh, that's in, cool. in my house I had my my name and my phone number on it and then nice. I went and made to this uh, pro tape place, and they would make you copies of the tape mm. for like you know pennies on, and and uh, take those to all the sororities and fraternities, and then all the bars. Yeah. And then I had a list of all the songs that I could play, like you know all the David Allen Co's yeah. and all the Kenny Rogers and yeah. the, all the cover tunes that were the party songs back then. The ones so you, you have, have a want to hear and sing Right, to, right. Yeah. You got like 100, 150 songs you can play, You're trying to Not fill bad. up about three or four hours worth of time. So you've got your your set list, and then your three or four original tunes. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you you bring it in and you audition, and if they like you, then you play, and then you try to get all those sorority and fraternity people to come fill up the night on a Tuesday or Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people
2: forget about the power that started. they handing out cassette tapes had. Man, I was, yeah, I, it was
1: absolutely like grassroots. You, you, were, you were knocking yep. on doors, handing them out cassette yep. tapes, and there were people were listening going, okay, I like this, I'm going to go yeah. check them out. Right, right. That's what it was. Nice. And you, you go... Uh, you, you were taking actual posters with a stable gun, and you were going up on telephone yep. poles mm-hmm. at, at at stop signs, and you're posting them up at, at main intersections and kiosks on the campuses. And we'd go down to the different uh, colleges and post them up.
0: And put them and, up you know, on my like we, uh,
2: we got better turnouts yeah. in those days than we do now in the digital age, when you can advertise to you know thousands of thousands at once. That's right. That's crazy. And you
1: get yeah, you get more people know know about it
0: because they're looking for it back right. then. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. So. so yeah. When did you um, start, did you automatically start writing original stuff or was it more like covers and then you recorded the covers and then you decided to start working in the originals or how did that?
1: No, I didn't record any covers. It was, uh, I made a list of the covers that I learned. Oh, okay, gotcha. So
0: your demo was all originals? Correct.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, the the writing process was immediate and I was was constantly, like I, I went and got a day job um working for a courier company and um and so i was uh (laughs) i went in there and told him that he needed to hire me for the office job Uh and he said well i don't i don't need anybody in the office i need drivers and i was like yeah i I don't want to drive you need me in the office and he's (laughs) like well no i don't need i don't i've got office people and i was like you need me in the office i I will i will benefit you working in your office and he's like looks at me kind of cocks his head and he's like well I don't know that I need you in the office, but I really like your attitude, so I'm gonna hire you for the office and we'll see what happens. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> positive attitude I guess. Right but um, anyway, I would sit in the office and when the phones weren't ringing and I didn't have stuff to do, I was always writing and just trying to come up with stuff. And so the writing process began immediately and I was always trying to write, always trying to write and come up with original material. And so that was just ongoing mm-hmm. and then we were always trying to record that stuff. and you learn uh, cover tunes while you're going stuff that you think is cool and eclectic mm-hmm. and neat and different and then popular stuff as well just to right. try to keep people's attention so right. that they'd listen if you could do uh, a song that's popular and do it well and then then people are like okay that he did a good job with that and I'm gonna listen to his original and that yeah. was sort of like you just try to go about it that way um, so yeah I mean we we were uh, trying to get original stuff going as quick as we could you know
2: yeah. Okay. Now, did you uh, draw inspiration from anything specific? Did you try to write about everything and anything? How did you? Extreme. <laughs> <Fresh breath. Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm sorry. That's cool.
2: That's cool. Uh, how did you? How did you go about like drawing your inspiration to write? Did you just write about everything and anything until something would click? How did you?
1: Yeah, in the beginning, I didn't really have a lot of life experience, and so it was um, just try to make stuff up, you know. Right. And um, I'd listen to a lot of other uh, songwriters and, and try to kind of steal ideas uh, and, and, and twist off ideas from what they were doing. Well, some um,
2: people say stealing ideas. I say draw inspiration.
1: Well, you, you know, can, any any which way you <laughs> want to. I mean, I, I would I would say steal an idea, like like take from the song idea, but not necessarily like completely rip them off. Right. But right. but from from what they were talking about, like. Willie Nelson's uh, uh, got a, a whole album. It's uh, about cowboy. Um, uh, oh Lord, it's been so long; I haven't listened to it in forever. Um, but you know, it, it, it's uh, uh, that that record about uh, "Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain." Oh, okay. You know, uh, the "Redheaded Stranger" record. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a whole bunch of, of, of it's it's all cowboy stuff and yep. and getting shot and all this stuff. And so I kind of took some of those ideas about getting shot. And and uh, and took the idea of that cowboy robbing trains and ideas and so, yeah, it's not original stuff, but right, I took right. that idea and, and wrote songs about that. That's cool. And so I went into the bank robber kind of uh, cowboy running on train um, motif for a little while with a couple of songs, and and made my own uh, yeah. songs about cowboys and trains and, and and robbing banks and stuff. But you could say I stole that idea, or I just right. you know borrowed from the the yep. thought. But yeah, I mean, uh, that was kind of what what was going on there in the beginning because I didn't have experience, so right. I just made stuff up. And then as um, I started to make poor choices in life, I <laughs> had more <laughs> yeah. experience. Uh, then then you start kind of writing about that. And then there's some stuff where I would uh, I would think like what what's gonna be happening based upon the choices that I'm making. So I would sort of like foreshadow the future of my life, and that was kind of interesting fun and scary as well right kind of thinking like if i keep on this path what's going to happen and so that was that was an interesting and kind of cool way to be writing it's like this is a potential uh yeah. fictional well, and i'm sure it's something a lot future. of people
2: can relate to you know a lot of us mm-hmm. think those same thoughts
1: yeah like w- w- what what might be my future if right. i stay you know making this uh, making this my path
0: yep nice um so as you're kind of going through the writing process, how do you? are uh, And then, well, first let me ask. Right now, are you where are you at writing creatively? Are you writing an album, supporting an album, recording an album? Where are you kind of at creatively, as we currently sit?
1: Kind of, kind of in the middle of, of trying to write. Okay. Um, I've written one song, um, and I've got like ten that are partially written.
0: Okay. Um, so as you're writing are you do you write for a specific album or do you just write until you're creatively spent and then it's like okay this would work for an album, you know, just and then just kinda like put together. It's kinda like that. Okay.
1: It's it's I, I don't ever and never really have sat down to say like here's a theme mm-hmm. of an album that I want to write right write towards. Yeah. Um I, I have been given um, topics and, and and people have said, Will you write me a song for this like television show? Yeah. And they've given us topics and given us words and said, you know, here's your here's your parameters and, and write and, and that's really fun. And I usually go grab a couple of uh, a couple of other songwriters that I write well with, mm-hmm. and and we can sit down and make that process happen a lot more efficiently. But um, for me personally, I will typically write um, just sort of like as a reflection of what's going on in my life, mm-hmm. and so uh, I have to be. In a place where I can sit down and my kids aren't around, and yeah. and there's, uh, <laughs> I have five little kids, uh, ages nice. eight to two, and uh, and nice. I currently where I live, I don't have a room yeah. uh, that I can shut the door and be alone, yeah. yep. and so finding actually finding time to be completely alone and, and like secluded yeah. is, is a hard thing to do. So, the writing process uh, is a little bit. Diff- I have to go schedule that that time to go right. do that. So um that's why there's one completed song and 10 partially written songs okay. but um there's it's it's uh it's definitely about like biographical autobiographical and okay. it's and it is also uh a chronological so uh, I'm, I'm writing about what's going on in my life at the time right, yeah and so it's definitely reflective of of you take the records that i've written and, and, and lay them out in chronological order and um and and listen to the songs that are on each record yeah. and you can basically like chronicle what's been going on in my life if I ever Thanks. die you can
0: take it <laughs> you right. can get it all so by just listening just like to the records in order or yeah it's like your autobiography yeah. in the music, music. Yeah. that's right that's awesome that's really cool
2: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it is it's, it's been pretty neat I never I didn't realize it was happening until about 10 years ago and then it just and then, and it's not really like, like I can stop it it's just the process that it, it uh, the way that it goes so it's a it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. I I really enjoy it, yeah. and that's the the beauty of uh, of what uh, we do. Um, the the blessing to me is that I still love writing music. I still love playing music, and um, and it still uh, fills me up. And I feel like it is uh, it it is like I said, it's a blessing. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I'm I'm supposed to be doing it, and it's an opportunity now to share more than just the music with people i get to i get to have relationships with folks and and establish a a connection with people everywhere i go
2: nice nice
0: and so you're getting ready to play roswell tonight and it's more of a christmas theme show correct there will be christmas songs there will be christmas (laughs) songs a few (laughs) a few so how does for the uninitiated what does one of your typical show, what, what can somebody expect at one of your shows? What, what's, what's the feel? What, what, can, what can people expect? <laughs> what, what are you going for? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: we, I, I like to get the crowd involved. I'm, I'm very much, uh, I like to be interactive, and I like for, for folks to, for, for me, when I go to a concert, if I'm going to be in the front row or the, or the people that are, uh, the musicians and the, the, the artists are going to see me, mm-hmm. um, I want to be, involved yeah. you know and so uh, when I see people I want them to be involved and so um, I feel like if you're going to get up off your butt and come out to a concert you yeah. sh- you-, you want to have fun yeah. right? right it's an event right and, and but if, if but there are shows where I just want kind of want to sit and listen man I just yeah. want to I just want to soak up the music you know yeah so I go to the back of the room where like you're not making eye contact um, and th- so there's both there but but for me like uh, you ever heard of a band called Cowboy Mouth I don't believe I have. Okay, they're they're one of the most, just charismatic bands you've, you'll ever see. They'll be on Spotify Orleans. by tonight though. They're <laughs> out of New Orleans. Uh, lead singer's named Fred LeBlanc. He's uh, the drummer and he's right up front, in the is, yeah. you know, front of the stage. Amazing entertainer. Uh, nice. I've, I've taken a lot of uh, cues and notes from him, but um, I like to get uh, interactive with the, with the uh, crowd and um, I just, I like to have a lot of fun and um, I like to lift people up, and I feel like when you come out to a show, uh, we wanna lift you up, we want to, to know that you're loved, we want you to feel that love, and we wanna share what we know to be true about love with you, and so uh, we want you to smile, we want you to dance, we want you to sing, we want you to, to stomp your feet and clap your hands, and, and just uh, to leave feeling better than when you got there. Nice. And so we, 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 want, we wanna fill up your cup so that when you leave there you have something to pour into somebody else's cup after you get yeah. out of there
2: i think you know roswell will deliver
0: right, the right here are great i right love this town so how is the or how long is uh the band as it currently sits how long has that formation been together how long have you guys been playing
1: well this particular group I, the guitar player and i have known each other for 20 years he's, okay. he's been with me for he took a five-year hiatus and ran off with another band, but I forgave him. Okay. And um, so <laughs> he and I have been on and off for 20 years. Um, a drummer has been with me for, golly jeepers, man. I can't even remember. He's been, he's been with me for a while, yeah. five or ten years, I guess, maybe. And um, bass players uh, recent, and the yeah. keyboard player on and off for five or ten years.
0: Okay, so it's been a pretty consistent lineup, maybe one or to minor changes here Yeah, today. yeah
1: But I mean I've been doing this For 20, 25 years So yeah. the, the guitar player Has been the longest um, Longest standing yeah. But um, you know The the band uh, Band members For for what we do mm-hmm. You know It's not like uh, um, Van Halen Or, or right. you know yeah. uh, Queen or anything Like that It's not like You're right. gonna have uh, 25 years of, of the same musicians yeah. Kind of thing yeah. It's just uh, w- This scene Kind of switches them Around a little bit But right. uh, um, it's it's just so much fun to play music, man, and, and you get different guys in, different different uh, combinations of musicians. We've had steel players and fiddle players and backup singers, and uh, I've had all kinds of different uh, combinations of, of musicians in the
0: band. Nice. So you said you've been playing for 25 years. Mm-hmm. What's been the hardest part about keeping yourself motivated and going? Because I'm sure, especially in the early days, it was really hard when you're out on tour, like, just keeping the motivation how how do you keep yourself motivated how do you like especially when you're 80 days on the road or whatever and just kind of like and, yeah
1: well i i i love what i do and i love people and i think that that's one thing that uh, i think is is really key if you're going to be playing music for a living and you're going to be doing live shows you got to really like people mm-hmm. yeah and um, i've i've met a lot of folks out there that just they don't want to do radio interviews. They don't want to do meet and greets. They don't want to go to the merch table. And, man, that's what it's all about. I, I, I love people. I love sharing stories with people. I love hearing people tell me their stories. And so um, I'm motivated because I, I love to play music. I love singing. I love dancing. I love playing my guitar. And I love talking with folks. And nice. um, and I and I love sharing the, uh, the, the love that I've got inside from from, uh, from my maker, my creator. Nice. And so uh, I talk about Jesus for just a real short, brief second up there on the stage and then I leave it and I let people, if they want to talk to me about it afterwards, I, I leave it open. So that's there's awesome. that and I've got my family, um, you know, uh, that's my motivation, nice. you know. I get out here and I'm, I'm out here to support them and, and, and to share that love with, with, uh, with everybody out here. So I mean, it's uh, it's changed from, uh, from when I was younger and, and single and I drank a lot and did drugs and chased women. Um, I was very selfish and self-centered and, and uh, egocentric and everything was all about me and I uh, took advantage of uh, folks and took advantage of situations. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, uh, I was very depressed and I was always falling into these ruts of, of destruction and so uh, I would lose motivation mm-hmm. quite often. Um, but being sober and, um, and being centered in a better place uh, the motivation is a lot easier to find because mm-hmm. um, I don't uh, I don't have to stay down into those places where there's uh, lies that are filling me up and, and um, you know tearing me down. I, I know what the truth is and and uh, and I have a lot more I have a lot more solid group of people around me too. I mean I've surrounded myself with really good solid men uh, mm-hmm. that that love the Lord and that love me and that are out here to support what we're doing um and they're not out here drinking and getting drunk and chasing women and being idiots we're all out here to support our families yep. and and we love each other and we love music and so we're uh and and they they love people too so that's nice. pretty nice. good pretty good so, deal
0: so what was that kind of like turning point that you realized, like dang I need to stop doing what I'm doing and turn my life around and start being more positive and more what was, what was kind of like that moment shift
1: well, it, it all actually came down uh, one day I came home um, and I essentially got found out okay. and uh, my life, I was living two lives, two different lives mm-hmm. and um, I, uh, my wife kind of put it all on the line. She said, you know I, know, I know there's something going on and you can either tell me the truth and our marriage will have a chance or you can lie to me and I'll know that you're lying and, and we'll be done. And I had uh, two kids at the time <clears throat> and... I sat there at the table and was, like, trying to come up with anything I could think of to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. I was trying to have any lie that I could come up with that, that could get me out of the, you know, away from that table yeah. and, without having to tell her the truth. And um, I couldn't, man. I couldn't. And uh, I got overwhelmed with uh, this voice telling me to tell her the truth, to yeah. tell her everything. And, um, and I did. And... Uh, it's been seven years. I, I quit drinking on that day, and I quit doing drugs, and I quit chasing women. And um, we've had uh, a better marriage than I ever thought was ever possible. Yeah. And, uh, and we had three more kids after that. Oh, wow. And so it's just been, uh, it's been an incredible deal. And I've been actually going around uh, to different organizations, churches, men's groups, um, and, and even and bars and, and uh, venues uh, giving my testimony and telling our story and so it's been a it's been an incredible uh, journey the way that uh, God's used my life and used the the changes in my life to uh to glorify him and to uh to show that uh you don't have to be a you know you don't have to be a big dummy mm-hmm. to uh <laughs> to live in this world and to make it in the music business you don't have to be you don't have to drink and you don't have to you don't have to go about it the way that it so. seems typical. Yeah. yeah. You right. know, we was talking with some guys last night, they're like, How do you <clears throat> how do you stay sober and still play in the bars and not succumb to all the things that are in the bars? I'm like, Because man, I I don't care what everybody thinks about
0: mm-hmm.
1: me. I right. care about what, what he thinks about me. And 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 I care about what he thinks about you. And like I'm here to love on you and to tell you about the truth about his love for you and and i'm I'm like i've passed all that stuff about what if people are concerned about whether i'm drinking or not and whether i'm having enough fun i'm having fun you'll see me on stage tonight i'm i'm goofier than i've ever been and i don't have you know a lick of alcohol or drugs in me you know
0: so nice what's up oh okay gotcha um so what's kind of the rest of your shows looking like for the rest of the year. You got you said you we kind of talked about the uh, uh, earlier that you do a caroling session with the family. Usually, we are we got one more I think. Okay, it's like I got at the uh,
1: we do an annual uh, acoustic show at a place called the Mucky Duck in Houston. Okay, and it's an acoustic. Um, it's kind of like a Christmas type thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, we do a little bit of a testimony there too. I tell my story a little bit through the music. And um, uh, just, it, we do two shows. And so the first one's sort of like um, constricted by the time frame, but then the second one we can go as long as we want. And I usually play two or three hours on that nice. second one. And we do, <clears throat> I do a lot of the older songs and I'll extend the songs and, and, and do a lot of uh, guitar work myself and, and kind of dig in a little bit. And John Carroll, my guitar player, and I, we just we just go off and do all kinds of fun, crazy stuff. Nice. He'll do awesome. old uh, TV cover songs like All in the Family and uh, oh, nice. you know, Welcome Back, Cotter, and and uh, 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 Gilligan's Island theme yeah. song. We, we do all this old fun, crazy stuff. But that's awesome. Um, that's our. That's pretty much going to be the last one after tonight. It'll, it'll be December 27th, and then uh, we're going to head up to uh, Steamboat Springs for the music fest.
0: Okay, um, nice, or, yeah. nice. So. What advice do you have for younger musicians?
1: <laughs> Don't get into the music business. <laughs> no, no. no I, you know what? Um, if anybody wants to hear anything that I've got to say, my, my advice would be, uh, make sure that you love, love playing music, because um, money shouldn't be money and fame shouldn't be the, your aim or your goal. If, if you want to do this for a living, you really need to love doing it, and you need to love people. So just uh, make sure that that's why you're doing it, because you love music and you love people. And uh, if those are your aims and those are your goals, um, I think you, you'll, you'll see that the success of uh, financial gain or, or, or um, career gain uh, will, will happen. Um, and you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate those things a, a lot more when they do in the increments that they come. And you won't be, you won't be basing your happiness on those two things you'll be basing your joy on the fact that you love what you're doing and you love the people that you're doing it for
0: cool. awesome that's some good advice and now so we've kind of, you've kind of been leading to this question throughout the entire podcast but this is a question we ask in every interview why music it's the
1: international language i guess i mean it's it was it was I think it's just something that everybody's drawn to. It's something that everybody speaks. Um I think, you know, okay. This would kind of bring it together. Mm-hmm. My wife when I met her, she was a uh, deaf education teacher. Okay. And she taught these um uh kindergartners and um they were either completely deaf or had the cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. And so some of them were couldn't hear at all and some of them could kind of hear. And um she said, hey, will you come to my class and bring your guitar? I want you to play for my students. And I thought, man, she's really pretty, but I'm not real sure about this girl. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll bring my guitar, and I got there, and, and she's like, I'm so glad you came. And I said, well, what what am I gonna do? And she goes, you're gonna play for them. And I said, well, okay, they're deaf, right? And she goes, yeah, most of them. And I said, okay, well, how's it gonna work? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play? She goes, she looked at me, and she kind of smiled, and I was like, Am I missing something? And she goes, "They're gonna put their hand on the guitar, and they're they're gonna tell me tell me whether they actually hear it or whether they feel it." And man, my heart just fell into my stomach, and I was just like, "Holy cow!" I was just I completely fell in love with her because yeah. I didn't I didn't think of it. Mm-hmm. I'd been playing music for like 15 years, yeah. and I didn't think of that. And I obviously still was very arrogant at the time, but to me, that's what it is. It's it's music. You you feel it, yep. right? You feel the music. Yep. You hear the music, but you feel the music. Yep. Yeah. And everybody can feel music.
0: Nice. nice. That's a beautiful answer, way to sum man. it up. Thank you. So where can everybody find you on social media? Check out your, plug your social media. Yeah, and
1: your yeah. It's uh, com, and that's C-O-R-Y-M-O-R-R-O-W.com. And uh, we have a, an event that uh, we are putting on for the second time uh, coming up in 2020, it's called Go Wheels Up, mm-hmm. and uh, the information is on our website at com but that's gowheelsup.live is uh, the event, and it's a car show, air show, food and music festival we're putting on in San Marcos, Texas. Oh, nice. uh, it's gonna be in the, the last weekend of May, which is the weekend after Memorial Day, in San Marcos at the San Marcos Regional Airport. go wheels live.
0: So it's not the same weekend as Memorial Day? Nope. Is? Okay. the very next weekend. Sweet, I might oh, actually last, be able to make that, because last weekend. usually they do a flag football thing here, and I kind of have to be here, but.
1: You need to come see this thing. Last year, or You said this air year, show, so I'm there. Yeah, oh, right. air show. We had the Red Bull Air Force. We had a MiG jet. Oh, we wow. had um, a helicopter skydiving team. Oh, nice. We had Brett Michaels of Poison, Kevin Fowler, Dale Watson, Radney Foster. We had food trucks, we had kids zones with carnival rides, nice. bounce houses, Lamborghinis, Hummers. We had wow. all kinds of crazy cars. Nice. Um, so it's just, it was just this big, fun, crazy festival. And so Coming there won't be all that stuff yeah. this next year, but there's gonna be all kinds of fun stuff. We there's- will
0: have to put that on our our production schedule make sure we're there. also yeah. awesome. yeah, that definitely. sounds like a blast. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much for giving us the time. Yeah, I know you got a show coming up and you got to start getting ready and all your prep work. Um, I want to thank everybody for stopping by, listening. I uh, got a couple people we want to thank really quick, and a couple plugs. You know, I got to pay the bills and what have you. Yes, you, you do. Um, first off, the MXL Mike Holiday Mike giveaway is still going on. So go to Facebook uh, Live and Amplified Facebook page. It's the pin post at the top all you have to do is share the post and like our page and the mxl page and you're entered to win a free mxl 990 991 combo package great for (laughs) for any starting acoustic musician um i want to thank josh ragsdale here at the liberty for letting us record as always um i know they've got a couple of shows coming up uh go to the libertyinc.com for all their ticket sales and all that fun stuff and then as always thanks to mxl for supri- uh, supp- supplying the mics <laughs> i will get it out thanks for supplying the mics and as always thank you guys for tuning in have a great day thanks guys yep. hey thank you man yeah, thank you